0: In this episode, I am giving my final four top sleep tips to help you have a better night's sleep and be able to wake up refreshed, more energized, and better able to handle whatever life throws at you the following day. I'm also going to give you a couple of bonus tips on what you can do if you wake up in the middle of the night and are unable to go back to sleep. This is part two of the sleep series that I'm doing. And so if you missed last week's, then be sure you go back and listen to it. It is part one of the top 10 best sleep tips, but this is part two. Don't worry. You can listen to part one after this. They don't build on top of each other. Although I might reference a couple of things from the first episode to this episode, but you will fit right in. So let's dive in to the content so that you can sleep better tonight. Physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. These are the four areas of attraction, or as us insiders like to call it, the pies. Join me, Kimberly Beam Holmes, as we speak with other experts around the world on how to become the most attractive that you can be. Create confidence and find happiness. We will teach you how. It starts with attraction and it starts now. People ask me all the time, Kimberly, which area of my pies should I focus on first? And the answer to that question is the one where you need to see the most growth. That is why I have created an attraction assessment. This free assessment is designed to help you learn what areas of attraction you should be working and focusing on first. This will be the foundation of your journey to becoming a more attractive person to your spouse, to your friends and family, but most of all, to yourself. Click the link in the show notes to take the free assessment today. Okay, last week I asked you, What are you going to do in the next week to change your sleep behavior? Now, I know I said I wasn't going to talk about last week much this week, but I do have to start there for people who did listen to the last one and remind yourself, what was it that you committed to doing differently to better your sleep over the past week? Did you do it and how has it worked? Just keep a mental log of that before we dive into tip number seven. So just a quick recap for everyone of the first six that we talked about. Number one is to wake up on time. Again, go back and listen to the first episode because I explain why that matters and what that means. Number two, have a de-stressful morning routine. Number three, get 15 to 20 minutes of sunlight as soon as you can in the morning. Number four, only drink your coffee before noon so that the coffee has ample time to leave your system. Number five is to get exercise, but not too close to bedtime. You want to leave at least three hours after you exercise before you plan to hit the hay. And then number six is to create an evening routine. That catches us up to where we are right now, which is number seven. Don't do anything stressful before bed. This one is so Huge. I won't even watch scary movies or even anything. I don't, I don't really watch scary movies anyway, but anything that it has a lot of action in it, a lot of gore or, or blood. Oh, I can't handle it. I would never watch criminal minds before going to bed. Now there are some people that that doesn't bother, but for me, it will give me nightmares. And so I'm not going to watch anything like that before I go to bed. But another way that you can not do anything stressful before bedtime is to remember that right before bed is not the time to have a fight with your spouse. Right before bed is not the time to bring up your incredibly stressful tax bill. Right before bed is not the time to do anything that that is going to create conflict or be stressful for you. So maybe it's that you don't answer a call from someone who is about to chastise you for not getting your work in earlier that day because it's an hour before bed. Don't answer it. There's always tomorrow. Don't do anything stressful before bedtime. You might be thinking, Kimberly, I have young kids And just bedtime, putting them to bed can just be a challenge and a chore and can be stressful. Do what you can to try and make your evenings as fun and relaxing and stress-free as possible. And a lot of that means taking some expectations off of yourself for the evening. I would encourage you to try not to let a lot of things pile up that you would say, I'm just going to get to that after the kids go to bed. There may be a season of life you need to do that. There may be a very hectic season where you do have to do schoolwork or finish a crazy work project or do all of your housework after the kids go to bed and before you go to bed. But if that is causing stress in you, if you are anxious about it, or if you're dreading doing it, if it's making you think a lot and really amping up your mind before you go to bed, then I want you to consider to not make that something constant, but instead to really focus on relaxing your evenings and taking expectations off of you. Please do not check your work email. Try to make it a habit to turn off your work email. Maybe even turn off your phone. What? Is that even possible? It is. Maybe you could turn off your phone two hours before bedtime. So it's not even a consideration to look at anything that's going to stress you out. Maybe you choose to have a fun, calming conversation with a friend an hour before bed. Maybe that's when you call your mom or call your dad or your sister, your brother, your best friend. Maybe that's when you choose to have a how was your day conversation with your spouse. That is what Rob and I tend to do after the kids go to bed. We'll sit on the couch together. And yes, we do watch TV before we go to bed. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But we first connect with each other, look at each other and just ask each other, How was your day? I'm going to be completely real with you. I talk way more than him. I will say I do unload my stress on Rob, not towards Rob, but, and not about Rob, but I will take that time if I'm really struggling with something or there's a hard decision I have to make. I'm not even looking to him to give me the answer, but it helps me to just say it, get it out of my system and and have him just listen and that helps me de-stress. Even though I might be thinking about it, it's actually unloading it from me. Another way that I do that is through journaling. And there comes a point sometimes Rob has to say, "Hey babe, I can't hear any more about this because it's starting to stress me out," especially if it's something that I'm really passionate about, and I have to realize I don't want to stress him out before bed. And so I don't have we don't have our conflict before bed. Like if there's something I know I need to approach Rob about that, um, that something he did that hurt me or anything like that, I'm not going to do it while we're getting ready for bed. I'll try and do it earlier in the afternoon um, or at a better time during the day, maybe right after dinner, but I'm not going to do it as we're trying to wind down for bed. So no stressful things before bed. Maybe you journal, maybe you do watch a funny show. That's what Rob and I do to start to de-stress. When I watch a story, so watching a movie or watching a TV show, it actually helps my mind to unwind and stop thinking about my workday or things that I have to get done and to actually start calming down because I'm thinking about a story And so that's something that we utilize to our benefit. So point number seven, nothing stressful before bed. You don't want to start your mornings with stress and you don't want to end your day with stress. (sighs) Wouldn't that be great to have less stress in our lives? Point number eight is no blue lights in the bedroom. No lights in the bedroom. We are fanatical about this. We have triple thick blackout curtains. We have every single light source in our room covered in whatever way we can. We don't use any kind of clocks. We have no alarm clocks. We don't keep our phones in the bedroom. We really make sure that it is as dark as possible. We've also noticed <laughs> that it feels like every appliance that you get that's supposed to help you with sleep, like a humidifier or an air filter or any a noise machine, any of those things, they all seem to have blue lights on them. Or green lights, like there's some kind of button on them that shines a freaking light, which is just this huge <laughs> ridiculousness. Like this product's supposed to help me sleep, yet it is shining this blue light. We know that light, especially in the blue ray of families. So green, blues, those colors tend to be more disruptive on sleep because our bodies see that. And total side note, your skin can sense light even if your eyes can't see it. So even if you wear a sleep mask, your skin can sense that it is having light on it. That's the craziest thing to me. But this is a huge game changer. We take super dark, black duct tape and put however many layers on it we need to before there is no light coming out of those little lights that come out of any appliances. That could be a smoke detector, anything that we have. I had to go through, I can't tell you how many humidifiers because for me, especially in the dry season, like winter, I I have sinus issues. And so I need a humidifier to help me sleep well. I can't tell you how many humidifiers have a freaking blue light just shining up through it. And I just kept having to return them, return them until I could finally find one that had no light. I don't know how this is so difficult for people to do. Anyway, I'll step off my soapbox, get rid of the blue light, get rid of the blue light. Ideally, I know many of you have heard people say that you shouldn't even be looking at any kind of screen an hour before bed. I have to confess, we break that because we do watch TV before bed. But I have realized, well, actually, my glasses, because I wear contacts during the the day, my glasses at night have a um, a blue light filter on them. So that's a little bit helpful. If you're really sensitive to light, then you may want to consider getting some of those blue light blocker glasses to wear at night when you're watching TV before you head into your bedroom. But please don't have a TV in your bedroom. Don't have your phone in your bedroom. Don't bring your computer into your bed. You really want your body to know when I get in the bed, I am primed like Pavlov's dog to go to sleep. Our bodies will see these as cues and it will help us to be able to fall asleep quicker. Use the bed for sleep and sex and that's it. And even if you even if it's red lights, I even like to close them even though red tends to be a little bit better for sleep, We just love a dark room and it's made such a difference to us. Number nine, supplement if needed. I am not a doctor. So please, before you do any kind of supplementation, always make sure that you check with a licensed medical professional. I will say that if you find yourself having some nights or a period of time where you're just really doing all of these things, but you're still having some trouble sleeping, then I have found something I love to take. It is called Dream Water. You can get it in liquid form, which is very expensive because one little bottle is like $2.50. Or you can go on Amazon and you can get a package of them, like a, a package of 30, I think is $25. And they are little powder sticks. And you can either just rip it open and put it right in your mouth, or you can add it to a little bit of water, mix it up and drink it. It has a proprietary blend of melatonin, GABA, 5-HTP, and a couple of other of those supplements that really aid in down-regulating your nervous system and helping you to sleep better. I don't ever recommend anyone taking anything like that every single night. I do recommend it for people when you're just going through either a night or a short phase where you're just having some trouble sleeping, and it can help reset you into getting sleep. Because what you don't want to do is just, you don't feel sleepy, so you stay up. And you keep watching TV or doing work. And then it starts this cycle of not getting to bed on time and waking up late. And then your sleep gets off track. I would rather for me take some supplement to help me go to bed on time so that I can wake up early and keep my sleep in cycle. Now, again, check with your medical professional. There's another one called Doc Parsley, and it's another one of the... You can get the the powder form of it. It's a little more expensive, but I know people who have preferred that much more than the dream water that I use. But again, it's simply an aid that could be there if you need it. But please, please, please talk to your doctor. And I would never, ever recommend someone mixing anything with melatonin or any of those sleep aid supplements with any kind of medicine like a sleep aid medicine that someone would take or Benadryl or any kind of antihistamine or NyQuil. You really want to keep all of your sleep inducing types of things separate from each other. So if you're going to be taking Benadryl for your allergies, again, I'm not a doctor. You (laughs) talk to your doctor about any of those things, but I wouldn't take melatonin at the same time. Be sure you're smart about this and talk to your doctor. Another thing that I have used is magnesium. There's one called natural calm that can really help to help us again, de-stress down, regulate, and it can also help with any digestive issues. If you might be constipated or anything like that, magnesium can help many people are deficient in magnesium anyway. And so I have found that I I do well taking magnesium. It helps me to calm down a bit. It can help my thoughts to not race so much when I lay down at night. Again, talk to your doctor. Natural calm may be something you want to ask your doctor about. And then my final sleep tip is to sleep cold. As I said in the last episode, our bodies get better sleep when we are cooler. It is actually harder to get restorative and restful sleep when we are hot. This is a whole thing in my house. We <laughs> our house the our bedroom gets hotter than any other room because the rest of our house is very open, and so even if we put the rest of the house at 68 degrees, which is our what we like to sleep at, our room can get 75 while the rest of the house is 68 because our room is so enclosed, our master bedroom. And so we've had to connive a bunch of different things to get our temperature in our room down to 68 degrees at night. But one of the things that I have loved is a Chili Pad. And a Chili Pad, there are some other brands that are out there as well. I think 8, 8 Sleep is a new one that's out. But the basic premise of it is you are putting a pad under your sheet. So on your mattress, but under your main sheet that hooks in to a unit that you pour water into that sits beside or underneath your bed. And then when you turn it on, that water, you set it to a temperature. I set mine to like 66 degrees and it begins to run through the pad that's on your bed to cool you down and keep you cool. This has been so great. I have loved it. A lot of the times when I was dealing with insomnia, I would just wake up hot, not not even sweating. I would just be hot. And the chili pad has really helped me get better sleep. It's improved my heart rate in the night. My heart rate actually lowers more, which means I'm getting better restorative sleep. My respiratory rate is lowering. I know all that from my aura ring. And it has really helped me to just sleep longer and to sleep through the night. So sleep cold. You may not want to wear flannel pajamas if they make you hot. You may want to switch out your sheets in the winter, ironically, to being a cooler sheet and not that big, heavy down comforter because our houses are hotter in the winter. So how can we sleep cooler in the winter and, of course, sleep cooler in the summer as well? And it actually helps us to get better sleep. Even if you're cold-natured, I am typically a cold-natured person. I freeze throughout the day, but I want to be cold at night so that I can use a blanket to get warm, but that my body temperature stays cool. So to cover all of the tips again, number one, wake up on time. Number two, have a de-stressful morning routine. Number three, get 15 to 20 minutes of sunlight as soon as you wake up in the morning, as quick as you can. Number four, stop drinking coffee early in the day, preferably before noon. Number five, get exercise, but not too close to bedtime. Number six, create an evening routine. Number seven, try and not do anything stressful or watch anything stressful before bedtime. Number eight, get the light out of the bedroom. Don't do it. Cover it up or remove it. Put up those blackout curtains. Number nine, supplement if needed. Be sure you talk to your doctor. And number 10, sleep cold. Now, what about those times where you wake up in the middle of the night and you just can't go back to sleep? Here are my tips for that because I have struggled with this just as much as I've struggled with not even being able to fall asleep. The first thing I've realized is typically when that happens, when I wake up in the middle of the night, it's either because I know that I need to do something early the next morning and at that point, I do what I can to try and go back to sleep or if it happens multiple nights in a row, a lot of times for me, it's because I am anxious about something or I haven't done something I needed to do. Like I haven't talked to someone about something that they did that hurt me. I haven't addressed an issue that I needed to address. And so once I address that issue, I typically go back to being able to sleep through the night. It could be your body's way that as you're sleeping, your mind is trying to process this, and then it hits that and it wakes you up because it's actually igniting anxiety within you, even though you might not be realizing that it's doing that in the middle of the night. Some other things that I do is I'll wake up and pray. I will use that time to ask God, what are you trying to say to me? Or what is it that I need to hear from you? Or even to just pray for people in my life to try and take my mind off of the fact that I can't get back to sleep and onto something that makes a difference. Another thing that I do is if I'm laying there and I I realize I've been laying there for 20 to 30 minutes, I'm, I'm not going back to sleep. I may get up and depending on the time I may just stay up. Or if it's 1 or 2 a.m., I may get up and just try and read. I'm not going to look at a screen. I don't even have the phone in my bedroom, so I don't know what time it is. I won't know unless I actually get up and go into the kitchen. But I'll try and read. I'll maybe go ahead and do my Bible reading that I know I want to do the next morning or read a book that I'm reading that I already know I want to read anyway. And I'll use that time to try and, and get my brain back into a down-regulated mode. And only sometimes will I pop in some headphones and put on a story-based type of either podcast or a book, an audio book, or maybe I listen, not watch, but listen to a TV show, like Friends, something that I've watched before, but it's something that I can let play in the background, especially if my mind is racing. I know that when I can get my mind focused on a story that my mind will stop racing about the things that are on my mind that I need to get done. And it will focus on that, which allows me to sleep. But that's more of a last resort. So those are some things you can do if you wake up in the middle of the night. Ask yourself, is there something I need to do I haven't done yet? And then try and do that the next day so it won't keep waking you up. Pray, get up and read, or pop in your headphones and listen to some kind of story That will help take your mind off of it and help you go back to sleep. And of course, if all else fails and you just can't go back to bed, get up and start your day because then you'll at least be tired by the time nighttime comes. Which of these tips are you going to implement this week? I have used every single one of these. I use almost all the time every single one of these. And It's made a difference in my life, in my husband's life. We do this for our kids. We make sure they don't have lights in their bedroom, anything that's going to disrupt their sleep. And it's been so helpful with them as well. So let me know what you thought of the sleep tips. What would you add? What has worked for you? I would love to hear. Be sure to leave a review, maybe even leave your comments in the review, or you can always email hello at pies university. And why does sleep matter for your pies, for you becoming the best version of you? Because when you sleep well, you are better able to handle emotional situations that arise, interpersonal conflict, show up better for the people in your life that are needing you. It changes everything. So sleep well tonight and have sweet dreams. I'll see you next time friends, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to follow It Starts With Attraction anywhere you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. The more positive reviews we get, the more positive change we can make for relationships and for individuals around the world. For show notes, updates, and the opportunity to join our email list for encouraging weekly strategies for you to become the best that you can be in all areas of your pies, go to piesuniversity.com. Again, that is piesuniversity.com. Keep working on your pies and always remember, it starts with attraction.